classic unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doodly badly do. Welcome to Jurassic Unicorn, June for short, a show about developing relationships with creativity. I'm Brian. And I'm Race. Let's get this conversation going. So, Race, did you ever, like, did you ever have a game genie? Do you guys tell our audience what that is? Well, Game Genie was uh, something that popped up, I think, in the, I think it was actually in like 1990, like on the nose, maybe. Um, And it was basically this device that was like a cheating device. It could attach to your cartridge in the old gaming consoles. In this case, uh, just regular Nintendo. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And Super Nintendo. Yeah, they had one for, for, I think, a few other of the the other consoles that came later, but yeah, basically it would, it would hijack your, your game and uh, it basically open up God mode into every single game that you play. <laughs> <was> the best. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching the commercials and reading the Nintendo power for game genie and just drooling. Oh yeah. Oh man. Just thinking about, <clears throat> I could actually maybe beat Contra <laughs> or Ninja Turtles. I mean, and, and I actually did get Game Genie, and I was able to beat those games. The only way you can beat Contra is if you have just a ton of lives. It is the hardest game ever. Ghosts and Goblins also just ridiculous. Really? Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I remember I was actually at a uh, a birthday party uh, as a kid, and everyone. I mean, we're sitting around, we're opening presents and I look over and I see, uh, cause I hadn't, I didn't have one yet. I was just like, you know, relishing the thought of potentially finding one at some point in my life. And I look over and there's a game genie sitting on, you know, right beneath the TV in their little entertainment center. And it's like our, my eyes kind of just latched onto it and the party ended, they were all outside running around and I was <laughs> alone in the living room and I kind of walked over and I, I plugged in Zelda to, I think, A Link to the Past. Maybe I don't recall. I don't know if that's that's the, the name of it, but... Sounds good. And I sat there, and for the first time, I was winning, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and and for a second, I think it, it it is amazing, as I'm discovering what it's like to be completely invulnerable or completely um, do whatever the hell I want, have no struggle. It, it, it's amazing for a few minutes. Yeah. They're awesome for a few minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So on the, the video game topic, uh, for those of you who don't know, in the 90s, actually, a lot of the early games just in general, like the old Atari games even, they were hard as hell. They hadn't quite figured out that like, oh, we should make our games easy to win because people like to be successful in them. They made them just <laughs> ridiculously hard. Yeah. There's a number of games out there that the majority of people that played them never saw the middle or the end, you know, and it's kind of a lot of content that just kind of gets missed. So nowadays it's, you know, they'll have easy modes and there's, there's kind of a way to work through everything. Um, it's a little bit more uh, lenient, a little more friendly, but yeah, back in the day, there were some games that were like brutal. I remember, I shouldn't have been this invested in some of those games, but I remember crying into a pillow because of the <laughs> savagery of how hard they were. Um, one in particular was called Battletoads. <laughs> and me and my brother used to play Battletoads, and we loved Battletoads because they're these larger-than-life, like, pumped-up, buff 
toads. And I think that they were, uh, I think they, they might've like pulled some stuff from, um, Ninja Turtles, you know? Oh, sure. Probably inspired by that a little bit. Like, Hey, we're, we're not going to use turtles, but we're going to make toads. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, it was, it was an awesome game. And I actually like, I would love to see a revamp of that one day, but it was so hard. And they had this co-op mode and me and my brother would try to get through the levels and we would sit there and play and play and get excited. And there was so much drama, like we're sitting on the floor and grabbing our blankets and biting the blankets and punching the walls and looking at each other and blaming each other too. Like we got in so many fights over that. Like, why didn't you jump over that? Wow. You know, or, or like, you didn't see that guy coming. He was there the whole time. Why did you tell me you were, you were, you needed help, you know? And we just sat there and fought the whole time and cried and we just cried and, you know, my mom would be yelling from downstairs, you guys get along, you know, <laughs> but it was savage. And I remember just so many tears and heartache. And I'd, I'd sit there at night thinking about Battletoads and how to beat it and what I did wrong and analyzing my moves. And it never got better. I always sucked. So it was that game in particular that I was like, I need a game genie or game shark or I need some kind of cheat device. And it's funny. You said you, you were at a party. Yeah. And you like came, you you saw this thing, right? Oh, yeah. The light like shone on it. And I was like, <laughs> they have one. My, I need this. My parents would never get me a game genie. And maybe that's why. Maybe they knew that it wasn't going to be mm. that cool. But I did. My, my interaction was uh, a game shark and it was at a friend's house. I turned the corner and the thing's the same thing. <laughs> it's glowing and it's saying, hey, get over here and, you know, win some stuff. Because I, I kind of sucked at games. So, yeah, played it for a little bit and totally dominated. But I found myself kind of whipping through one game and another and another. And just like, and I didn't even finish them. It's not like I went through and one like beat a bunch of games. I just went through and tried it out. It was awesome, yeah. you know. <laughs> and felt, felt what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out like when you're awesome at everything, it's not as fun as you thought you know the the excitement wears off pretty quick and even in i must have snuck away from i don't know what my friend was doing at this time but i was there for probably two hours by myself (laughs) yeah that's it's kind of me thinking about me at the birthday party where they're they're all running around outside i'm sitting there on the couch glued to the tv just like (laughs) oh my gosh i'm winning i'm I'm winning (laughs) some some amazing accomplishment um (laughs) was your friend like peeking around the corner being like, mm, it got another one. Yeah, exactly. No, I think, I think uh, they were just having a good time. We forgot that I probably didn't even notice that I was gone. It's interesting to think that, uh, you know, we've all heard the grass is greener on the other side. And, and the analogy is, of course, you get to the other side and then you notice the grass was greener where you came from. And it's yeah. just kind of like, we want what we can't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe this is kind of similar to that. We want to know what's, what's at the end, you know, let's kind of like, like reading a novel and reading the last page to see how it ends. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, once you read that last page, you're not going to be reading the rest of the book. You just like set it down, yeah. get rid of it. Oh yeah. And there is this kind of attractive idea about shortcutting the journey and the process. But I think the reality is, is that life is all about the process Mm-hmm. you know, where we actually feel value and we actually feel uh, excited for life and purpose is is more in that journey and that discovery and that challenge than it is in reaching that destination. I can you can kind of think of like the worst part of most things is, you know, you could call it the end, 
ironically, but it's also the point in which the discovery is complete. Mm-hmm. That is the end, the end of a, of a book, the end of a game, the end of a piece of art. I think holidays, mm-hmm. holidays are oh, a big holidays. one. Holidays, <laughs> Christmas, especially. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. You build a lot of, you know, anticipation and excitement and, you know, the big guy is going to come and drop off a bunch of gifts and um, there's going to be this wonderful celebration. And it's, that's, that's the best part of Christmas is the anticipation. It really is (laughs) like, like a Christmas Eve night when everyone's trying to sleep and nobody can sleep because you just too damn excited thinking about what the loot yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna bust into it. Catching a glimpse of of the, the the fellow in red, you know, or hearing the reindeers. Like there, as a kid, you're just there's there's too many things that are amazing to think through. It it almost like it's so exciting that it hurts. You know, you're just yeah. it's you almost can't uh, can't handle it. There's so <laughs> many cool things. You know, so many possibilities right around the corner. And uh, one Christmas, I went a week early and I opened all the presents and looked at them all and then rewrapped them. And, okay, that's a that's yeah, a good one. And it was awful. Like I was, I would like <laughs> <laughs> pretend to be excited when someone would open something. Oh, look at that! <laughs> wait, oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to open your own present. No, I opened everyone's. You opened everyone's <laughs> present. Yeah. I wanted to know what everyone got. And it was like the year also that like my parents <laughs> went big. Like we got my brother this something amazing, like this amazing synthesizer and keyboard. And it was like a, a Christmas to remember. <laughs> and I think they were so excited about it. And I, and I felt so bad. It, so it ruined Christmas morning. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Just destroyed it. I had so much guilt. I had so much like, also it was like the mystery was completely gone. So you, you, the the night before. No, like the week before. The week before you went and opened up all the presents. (laughs) Just kind of pulled back the tape and peeked in, closed it back up. Take like notes on who got what? Like, did you record (laughs) it or was it just all up in here? (laughs) It was enough. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny. Um, I never did that again because it was not <laughs> enjoyable. And that was a good kind of shortcutting to the end a little early. <laughs> so, I, I, felt, I felt guilt for like a week. And then I felt extra guilty when I was trying to manufacture responses. <laughs> so were you sitting on like the couch with your cup of chocolate milk, hot chocolate? And you're just like, oh, a skateboard. Wow. And you're like drinking it like... <laughs> Oh, oh, did you get a doll? Mm. Okay, hold on. We got it. <laughs> okay, so I did that. It was devastating, okay? It wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. That's good. That's a hell of a story. Were you paranoid the whole time? Oh, it sucked. Like <laughs> I was I I had every emotion that you shouldn't have on Christmas morning. Um it, it it was it was so lame. I never did it again. I felt I just you know it was a cool lesson because you, I realized that when you shortcut the process, the journey, um, there's nothing there. There's very little there. So I wasn't I wasn't compelled to go and look at everyone's gifts the next year. I love though that it was it wasn't just your gifts. It was 
it was your your whole family. Like you you looked at every yeah, gift, every gift. You you took notes on every gift, and <laughs> I thought if, I thought there was something really uh, enticing or like really like exciting about knowing everything. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I know what yeah. you're going to find yeah. when you open that wrapper. The ultimate power while you're oh, totally. sipping on your hot cocoa. So. And, and you can kind of shake the gift and, and estimate and like guess. Oh, these are these are crayons. Hmm. That's what you should have done. Was 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 been the guesser, and you were just incredibly accurate. Just awesome. And then your family's like, wow, this guy he knows his he knows his gifts. I know my weights. I know my smells. I mean, you know the, the sounds, the different clatter it makes. You can like, oh, those are definitely Legos. That's a puzzle. Okay, underpants. <laughs> underpants. Yeah. Good heck. I, I love that. I've, I've ripped open my own presents. I never looked at anybody else's though. That's, that's a different level. That's the best part of it. <laughs> Cause you almost gain power over your oh. siblings. Like I know what you got. It wasn't worth it. Um, I, I, I did tell my mom you and did? my dad. Oh you yeah. Came clean? Oh yeah. I came clean. I, I felt so bad. And they, and there was a, a, a very visible letdown. <laughs> Because it worked so hard. And then I felt even worse. But, you know, take away just the guilt stuff, which was, you know, those, those are rough emotions. Just the fact of my own personal just shortcutting, you know, hitting that, hitting that easy button and jumping straight to the end, uh, it, it really did ruin it for me. And, mm -hmm. yeah, so, it, it, again, it looks very enticing and that grass looks greener over there or, or man, this struggle is really tough and, and I don't want to be struggling, man. It's hard mm -hmm. at the same time. Like, I think that's really the point. That's probably where we're, where we're feeling our best or where yeah. we're really oh, yeah. feeling like we're experiencing life. Mm -hmm. It takes you a while I think, especially when you're younger and you, you got a bunch of gifts in front of you, you know, it's like you go straight to the, you're just like, yep, I need to open those now, right? That's that's the impulse. As you get older, you, you sort of, in a weird way, you, you prime yourself with these are the things that will happen in the future and future is going to be awesome. And I need to get right to that point as fast as I can. So you, you, you become really a consumer of life. And I do think that as I've gotten older, it's easier to, I've heard, I've heard people say all the time or for years, you know, the power of now and in living in the moment and all that stuff. But I think as each year goes by, there's a different level of awareness with that. And you go, no, it is actually, you know, part of living in these moments. And there's experiences that happen throughout your life where you, 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 you get to those amazing conclusions and you're kind of left with, um, that was amazing, but why do I feel kind of empty? You know, it, it, it wasn't the fulfillment that I thought I was going to have. Example in particular was when I was on Face Off mm. uh, season two and I ended up winning. I shouldn't have even been there to begin with, but it was, you know, a wonderful journey. And I, and I made um, some really good friends and like the things that I miss the most are, are the people mm. and kind of being in that crazy situation and kind of living day to day with with creative adaptability, you know, and that was fun. That was that was fun being challenged every day and, and and being asked to do crazy things within three days. You know, it was absolutely nuts. And we, and and I, I think that that was something that kind of lasted and something I still miss today. But I remember 
that as each week sort of, you know, passed, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm moving forward in the competition, right? And this was a huge surprise to me, but also I think the, the folks I was on the show with as well, but we were all kind of in it together. We started, you know, we, we wanted to maybe win, but it actually became more of just the celebration of this awesome creative journey. And honestly, if right there at the end, the other two folks that were, you know, in the, the final rounds with me, if they would have won, it was like, I would have celebrated, probably would have even been more impactful. But I remember sitting there and we went through this crazy journey. We're up there on stage and they call out my name as the winner of that season. And what was that like? That must have been surreal. It was it was weird. Like that's the best way to describe. It. I didn't know what to do. It was like, okay, and then uh, you know, my name's called, and and I'm sitting there, and I I just kind of froze in a way. I was like, I smiled, and I was like, yay, <laughs> but I didn't like. But it was just kind of like, well, sh- well shoot, it's over. Mm. Like it hit me immediately. Wow. That it was just it was it was done, and this amazing experience that I had had was really over. It was it was that was it. That was you know, I, I was having so much fun, and there was so much excitement, and there was so much anticipation for for what might come, and and the fact that I I had gotten that far when I shouldn't have. I mean, there were just so many things kind of laying on top of that, and the energy was was at a at a peak, and all of a sudden sure. you win. And you go, yes, I won. I accomplished my goal. Why do I feel empty? Like immediately empty, <laughs> you know? Well, and and you were like in the the peak of of struggle, the peak of I mean, you're you're full on competing, like week yeah. after week and under tight constraints, they they intentionally don't give you enough time. I mean, it's nothing but a whirlwind of stress yeah. and discovery and challenges and hurdles you have to constantly overcome week after week after week after week episode after episode and what i'm hearing you say is it's like the whole point is to win this money win this uh recognition and opportunities but in reality that that was probably the smallest part of it maybe you more just missed this journey yeah And, and you know you win money you win um some other gifts and and they're amazing but then even years go by and you realize that, that what the grand prize is, it doesn't really help you as much as you think, you know, it's amazing. Sure. But, but it's like any sort of chunk of money that you would, you would get, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's fleeting. It, 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 it's there and gone. Some, some of it's used for really good things that, you know, are investments for the future and some things are, you know, you just sort of spend it to spend it and, you know, but you realize money in general, it's, it's really not as great as it seems when you have a chunk of it, you know, when you have a lot of it and you always feel like you're, you're still kind of in the same spot. Sometimes when you're, when you're poor and kind of struggling, those can be some of the best times. Money is interesting. You know, in the beginning of my career, you know, you're kind of at poverty level. I mean, I've got a bunch of kids. I've, I'm, I'm making entry level salary and yeah, money's kind of important. It, it, you know, I'm looking to buy shelter. I'm looking to just kind of meet the basic needs. Uh, fast forward 10 years, you know, promotions happen, raises happen, life happens. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is that while, you know, money sounds, it, it, it sounds just as important. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of curves off. Once I've kind of gotten past that, I can meet my basic needs. Maybe that's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? I've kind of mm-hmm. up a couple layers. 
things that become more important to me than, than money in my career are work-life balance, um, participating on interesting projects, the relationships that I'm a part of, uh, just creating in general, uh, job stability, things like that. And all of a sudden now, um, money, it's kind of taken some maturity for me to start to notice that this is happening, but it, it, it has slowly become like, I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really care. You know, I'll, I'll never make enough probably to feel like I'm super wealthy. I'll mm-hmm. always feel like inflation is, you know, shooting up higher than, than my raises probably. But, you know, at the same yeah. time, <laughs> you know, I get by and I've got time to do a cool podcast. I got time to help my, my spouse with, with her business. Mm-hmm. I have I have time for a lot of really creative endeavors, and I and I enjoy the work that I do professionally. And um, yeah. I, I was uh, I like to listen to a podcast about entrepreneurs, and there's kind of a common theme, not in every single one, but in a lot of them. And it's that it's these people that you know they a lot of them start from nothing. They just have this idea mm-hmm. and and just crazy stories of and and hurdles and and the things that they do to uh just to kind of get started just to chase this dream mm-hmm. and chasing this dream i i want to go back to come back to that i think there's you know that's probably something that's really important here but they're chasing it they're they're being unconventional they're they're you know at any moment they're almost losing all of their savings or you know it's going to fail yeah but somehow yeah. they just they just pull it off and then eventually, um, at least these these are successful entrepreneurs like like Airbnb, um, mm-hmm. uh, Patagonia, just a lot of a lot of cool companies. Um, they they make it. They get recognized somehow. You know, s- yeah. something happens, and and then all of a sudden, they start uh, building infrastructure. They start growing, and layers and layers of management move between them and the original idea that they had and the passion they had. And you know, they've got venture capitalists. They have investors. And all of a sudden now they're so far removed from that thing that they started the thing that, that, that really was what they loved that they, they have all this money, but they, they have very little satisfaction in life. In fact, a lot of them will sell the business and go start another business. It's like, dude, you're, you're a billionaire. You don't need to start another business, but they do it. The guy who, uh, the, I wouldn't say the CEO of Virgin, but maybe the the founder of Virgin, um, like Virgin records, Virgin air has like 250 businesses under the version name. Wow. Just because it, yeah. it wasn't about being a billionaire. It was about never, or it was, it was about always discovering something new and starting yeah. something. He just couldn't stop starting things. Wow. There's something yeah. to that, you know, it's like, it wasn't the billions that made these folks happy. It was the struggle. Yeah. Right. Falling, chasing the dream. Absolutely. And, and creatively, you know, on, on that side of the coin, it's, um, you're going to have these, these projects, these, these collaborations with others, these, uh, these ideas, right? And the best thing you can do is genuinely move on them and not wait for this something to happen magical down the road. You know, I do think that a lot of creatives kind of sit in waiting for the future, mm-hmm. something to happen in the future before kind of, kind of a list of reasons why they haven't started their thing, Right. And you're missing out every day. You're missing out on this opportunity to, to engage with creativity, engage in something that is, is feeding yourself and you actually living in those moments, you know, because we're, we're always looking at the past as maybe why we couldn't and the future is why we can't right now, but do it now, you know, live in it and, and try to enjoy it too. And that's yeah. something that I fight with 
in my current projects is, you know, the destination is important to keep you motivated. And I do believe that it, it's good to have this goal and this objective. But at the same time, you can't let it consume you to where that's all you think about. You know, you have to kind of look at today is what am I doing today that will help support that dream in the future? But the majority of what you do in a day needs to be focused on the day and what you're doing and 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 have the confidence that you've laid out a good enough plan for that future thing that you know and you're confident with what you're doing in, in this moment. And then enjoy that moment. Look at the at the the day and say, you know what? I did this, this, and this. That's going to help support my dream for the future. And that feels great. And honestly, like looking back, those are the moments that matter. It, it's engaging with it and moving on it and living living within those lines and getting a, the most you possibly can out of any of those moments. Yeah, I like having that solid vision. It's important. It's important to have you know plans. I like what you're saying, though, not to really get fixated on those. I I lived a lot of my early life kind of trying to get somewhere. And so I was always I kind of had this engine that was always on and I I wasn't enjoying the process that I was in the present moment, which is really the only moment that we have. Mm -hmm. And instead, I was I was always kind of just comparing where I was at today to where I wanted to get to. And um, just over time that that flipped around and I realized that you know, I, I started to value the present. I started to developing healthy relationships with the present, with creativity, with, uh, the, the struggle. And, um, I realized that it's good to have a trajectory, you know, to have a vision and somewhere you're moving toward, but that's all just, uh, imagination. I mean, it's all just an invention. It, who knows if it's going to become real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what's real is right now and what's happening today. And this is where it's, where it's all at. And I remember, um, and, and I live this way today to where I just try to make the most of every day and I love it. I'm okay if that trajectory changes. I'm okay if that trajectory, that end state isn't completely known or I don't have it, you know, it's not ironclad. It's not like I have to do these things to get to that point mm-hmm. because I want to be able to look around. I want to be able to discover along the way. I don't want to basically be judging my day and just say, oh, I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing. I want to say I'm I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm growing, and my vision is adapting, and what I want tomorrow to look like is adapting as I have more new information, and mm-hmm. yeah, so it's really cool uh, to be able to to connect with that. I like that uh, that the daily discovery and triumphs, and the reality is, is today is the only thing that really matters. So yeah, so I might as well hang on to that and and be connected with that. Yeah, no, the the, the past is somehow fictitious because it's stored in different memory banks based on perception, right? The future is fictitious because it hasn't happened yet, nor will it maybe, you know? Um, So yeah, all you've ever really had is now. Uh, Going back to the show, I think that I've had a lot of of time to think about like why that worked because it shouldn't have. And I had some things happen later in life that were unsuccessful. And I thought, okay, well, I was able to do this thing. Why was that successful? And these other things weren't. And I realized that when I was on the show, it was, I wasn't, because I wasn't supposed to be there. And because I thought I was going to leave every week, right? I was like, oh, well, this is probably the week that I get sent home because I'm not supposed to be here. I really did. Like that might've been the first time in my life I actually enjoyed the moment Mm. and every step along the way. My stress level was really low. 
because I wasn't worried about winning or losing. I was actually just worried about what what happened needed to happen in the moments. And then there was a, a time in one of the latter episodes that, or one of the later episodes that I actually got thinking too much about the future because mm-hmm. I felt like I had I had a couple wins. So I thought now the expectation is that I can win, that I can do well. And I started thinking about what what if. And the what ifs started to cloud the judgment, mm. come in and stress things out. And actually, it was almost like I kept messing up too. Like I was in there, I was fumbling, dropping things. It affected everything. And, you know, I think that that's because of that relationship with, with the moments and the days. That's why the ending, as amazing as that was to win, that's why it, it felt so hollow. Is it was like I walked away from that going, the real takeaway was, was the journey. And, years go by and you kind of reflect on that and you try to capture that again. And, and I've realized that if I can implement that in almost everything that I do, really embrace what it is, try not to let my first idea or my first expectation of a project always override what's happening in the in-betweens, really allow it to be dynamic and move like you were saying. Uh, it, it's less stressful. I can be doing a lot of projects at the same time and they're less stressful if sure. I'm dynamic with it, you yeah. know. I'm living within those moments and asking it what it needs in those moments and letting it sort of be what it needs to be. Yeah. I found even just letting other people like collaborate and impact my vision where I'm going. I mean, I guess it's really premature for me to even try to say, I know what the end is going to look like um, or what end I want because I'm always discovering that I want something different or I want something more. I want something, you know, um, just adjusted because now this new person or these new experiences are in my life and it has changed the way I imagine or think of the future. Mm-hmm. And it's that journey that brings those new insights that brings the new possibilities into where I could end up. You know, we're all writing a story and I think about, you know, there's going to be some sort of ending to that story. I suppose uh, the day we uh, hit the old, uh, the old <laughs> grave, <laughs> but you know, think about what we're writing today. I mean, we're mm-hmm. we're filling that thing out. And I can think of times where I've had creative ideas or excitement and not pursued it because of fear. Yeah. You know, thinking about that end state not working out. And, you know, it's way more interesting just to get started, just to just to put down a page in your story and learn from it. Let it modify your experience and and create a, a different future, um, impact wherever you're heading. And it's a way, it's a lot more exciting to, to be engaged in all of that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think goes into the psychology though, of wanting to get that game genie and just go into God mode on your games and even God mode in life? Like, why do we want to win the lottery? Why do we want that easy button? Why do we want to sit and just like eat grapes all day on a, I want to be, I want to be fed grapes on a beach. Just so you know, yeah. And fan, <laughs> and, like and a fan with a, a palm frond yeah. or something, you know? Yeah, that that's true. That and is, I want to wear a toga. Um, that's the package right there. Well, I mean, what's true. interesting is uh, statistically uh, 70% of people who win the lottery, uh, they end up broke about 30% or a third of them file for bankruptcy. Wow. You know, um, a lot of people who retire, they, stop working and they sit and, you know, we'll watch TV. Yeah. Watch prices. Yeah. Right. That's why when you watch prices, right. You get all the like hearing aid commercials and the diabetes commercials. I never noticed that. You oh have, my uh, goodness. Have a lot of folks who, yeah. 
who, uh, you know, you kind of play up this idea that once I retire, I can, you know, rest. Yeah. And I think from a psychological point of view, we're not really built to do that. We're not built to stop and -hmm. just to sit and just to like have nothing to do. I don't know if that's because of evolution or whatnot. We had to constantly like fight to survive and run from like saber tooth tigers and stuff. But uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of time to sit around and eat grapes. But uh, <laughs> it's true. But seriously, um, if we're not involved in some sort of creative process, some sort of struggle, yeah. you know, you probably see an increase of depression, mm-hmm. definitely an increase of, of stress, dissatisfaction, hopelessness. Yeah. There's just something that's in us that that just needs to stay engaged on something, needs to stay mm-hmm. kind of hoping for something. Yeah. You know? It's the, it's the most important superpower is, is hope. And having a purpose, you know, as a human being, if you feel like you don't have a purpose, it's really easy to let go of, of humanity, you know, and, and, and kind of fall off that, that train a little bit. Um, I remember I you know, years ago, I, I hurt my f- hand and my leg at the same time and I couldn't work. And I was young and I was sitting in bed because I couldn't, and I, and I totally milked it. Right. I didn't go into work until um, I was, I could walk on my foot and I played video games like all day long. <laughs> and I was just a slug, you know? And at first, like, I think it goes, goes back to game genie. The first day, it was kind of awesome. Sure. I was like, man, I accomplished so many things, you know? And really, just a quick aside, because you're discovering what it's like to to have that option. Yeah. You've never had it before. Yeah. And then and then what happened the next day, though? <laughs> it was, yeah, I felt like I had conquered the world, you know? I was I was living in, I was just missing a few grapes and, and the, being fanned. Um, but the next day, it I, I started with the same thing, and I, I just got depressed, like, almost immediately. I got down and then I, I started to kind of pin that on, oh, my foot and my hand and, you know, and, and, and feels kind of sorry for myself. And then I got kind of mentally wrapped up in just all of the things that were sad about that situation. And all of a sudden, nothing could really pull you out of it, you know? And, and that was one of the early examples of, you know, I want a job that I love. I want to love my, in my, my days, you know, I want to enjoy the people that I'm surrounded with. And I think you, you should always look for that, but don't go through life looking for the easy button or, or that luxurious sort of scenario where you have everything you want. You know, it's like, don't allow that to be the reason for a lot of your, your choices, um, have goals and have destinations, but know that your life, if, if you want it to be a good life, it's going to be a challenge and it should be a challenge. It should never stop being a challenge. Yeah. You should be learning the day you die. You should be having projects and in these goals and dreams the day you die. You should, you should always be trying to see what you can do as a human being and, and find your purpose, find, you know, people that need you. And I promise you everyone out there, there's someone that needs you. I, I really resonate with that, that that's the thing that, that fills us. What's great about purpose is I can have purpose today. You can have purpose today. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't have like this, uh, you know, this income level. Yeah, I don't have to be successful to some degree to have purpose. I can I can have one. Anyone can have one, and we need them. And mm-hmm. so that's that's maybe the real mystery or the real secret is that we don't have to delay our our uh, happiness and and uh, excitement 
um, until we've somehow made it or been successful, that's really just waiting on us to have a purpose and start chasing it. Yeah. You know, we encourage all of you to find that and to, to chase it hard and to, you know, to bring to the world uh, these things that don't exist yet today and, and fill that purpose. I certainly uh, intend to be chasing some sort of purpose until the day I die. Absolutely. You know, and you can create your purpose. You, you can imagine that it's not something that you, you necessarily even have to find or have someone else tell you what your purpose is. You, you can invent that yeah. at any moment, you know? Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, you can continue the conversation over on Reddit. We have a subreddit, Jurassic Unicorn. We've also got Instagram. We've got YouTube. You can check the links in the description and find us there. Yeah. All right. Take care. See you, everybody. <laughs>